0: I'm sure you have that one friend, or maybe it's a few, that person who has traveled the season before you, whether it's in marriage or motherhood or at your job. And this person is a neighbor or a coworker or a friend from church, someone you just see on the soccer sidelines. And you look to this person to give you wisdom and advice because you know how they live their life. You've seen the fruits grow in their children and in, the, in their family. And you know what they have achieved and you want to soak it all in. You want to find out what the heck have they done? Why have they been able to achieve this in their life? I know you have that friend. And for the next 40 minutes, our guest, Elise Daly-Parker, is going to be that friend for you she's going to sit here and offer you so much wisdom and advice and practical ideas you can walk away with from this episode i really hope that you feel just the sense of relief in doing things your own way for your family and not trying to satisfy what other people want for you or what you think is the right thing that the world is telling you you should do at this season in your life. And ultimately, you know that you'd be foregoing something that's really important in your family, and your marriage, if you choose that path. And I want you to sit here and just soak it all in, take all her advice, and... You can write it all down, or you can know that I took really good notes on it, and you'll find it in our show notes, which is at togethermoments.com slash podcast. Enjoy this episode. It is such a gift to be able to sit here today with Elise. Elise Daly-Parker is a certified life coach, speaker, and co-author of the devotional Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. Her passion is empowering moms to live a life aligned with their dreams. She does this through coaching, workshops, vision boards, and her podcast, Mom Vision. Elise has been married to Chris for 37 years. She has four grown and flown daughters and two sons in love as well as two grandchildren when elise got married and had children she found it more challenging than she imagined she now shares with transparency some of the life lessons she learned along the way offering moms hope and help to guide them on their motherhood journey come along friend let's grow You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy, and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mama four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication Now, my mom,
1: her favorite show to watch when I was born was Lost, Jennifer Zumbiel.
0: Welcome, Elise, to Families That Stick Together. Thank you for making time to be here. I'm excited to share you with my audience.
1: And I'm delighted to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: Well, we have been having a good pre-conversation, and we needed to start hitting record because we were getting so much good information out there. But You are a podcast host. You're a life coach. You're a writer and editor. You've Mm -hmm. raised and launched your children, and now you're on a mission to help women take back their dreams and hopes for their season of life and make them a reality. You say it's time to savor and not just survive motherhood. I love that phrase. And it's something we all can definitely relate to and understand exactly what you're trying to say there. But can you please share with us why this lights you up and what this means for you and for other women listening here?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of what I share um, is comes from making some wrong choices, actually, and living in a way that was not allowing me to savor my life raising children. And part of that was what I call scurrying running from thing to thing, constantly having too much on the calendar. Uh, you know, if I was at a, a party for one friend's child, we were it another one within overlapping, you know, 15 minutes or whatever the case may be. Or if we were going out somewhere in the evening, same kind of thing, just always juggling too many things. And a lot of the reasons for that was saying yes, trying to please everybody. Um, You know, God forbid, I just disappoint a friend, but in fact, showing up scurrying and then rushing off to the next thing probably did disappoint that friend. So we're in this state of people pleasing, trying to meet everybody's demands, trying to just be a nice person. And I absolutely said yes to too many things. And I believe most of us do. So got to really look at what is our motivation And what is most important in this season, when you are raising your kids, what's most important is raising your kids. And it's hard. That's a hard concept because we, we multi, multi multi-passionates, we want to do so many different things, but there's time, there's time. It all comes back. What's most important will be there when you've got the time to attend to those things. I'm talking about things like writing, you know, I was always a writer. I wanted to be writing, all the time. Well, you can't I can't do that when I'm raising my children. I can do some of it. I can dabble, but I can't major in it. I have to be present for my children. And when I'm trying to do too many other things, even ministry, I'm gonna say, I was very involved in ministry, then I can't attend to what's right in front of me, my children. And I'm here to tell you, they grow up, they're flown and grown, and life changes dramatically.
0: Aww that flown and groom got me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> little gut it's, punch, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, what you just said about, um, your passion for all of this comes from making the wrong choices. So it, it's certainly been a journey and, and that's so many of right. our stories, but what would you say was there? Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you see that whole transition as this huge journey of peaks and valleys over time and then the valleys became a lot less because you figured it out and you manage it and I'm talking about the valleys like you can't avoid the heartache that comes your way or the trials or the tribulations or all that but the way you were able to come to terms with keeping your motivation in the right place and your priorities and saying yes when you needed to and no when you needed to.
1: Well, I, I would love to say that, um, <laughs> you know, I did it once and it never happened again. And I, and I certainly appreciate what you're saying. You know, do the, did the mountains and valleys get less? Yes. Uh, I went through a very big period of learning about boundaries, studied the boundaries book by um, Townsend and cloud, went to actually a seminar with them. Really, uh, that was a life changing book for me. It still is, I still refer to it. And I'm a mops mom, I'm a mentor mom for mothers of preschoolers. And I refer to that, I've, I've taught a couple of little mini classes on that because boundaries are so important and they're so hard for us. But interestingly, I have to say, and I'm not happy about this, Jennifer, I've just recently been through the same thing again. I've had to really look at some of my yeses and why I was saying yes to them. And in this particular instance, I was listening to too many voices. I was inviting them in, by the way, because I'm a collaborator. You know, I love to collaborate, but you can get too much input. And then if you're a people pleaser, like from the gut level, which I am, you will respond to outward influences more than you think you're you are. That's that's one of my issues. It's like a subconscious kind of thing. So that's my kind of complicated answer. Uh, It's gotten better for sure. It's gotten better, but I still find myself. it's just deeper. I find myself still at the deepest level having to go, oh, my gosh, here I am again. I am responding to things outside of myself. I have to recenter, come before the Lord, absolutely quiet myself and just kind of say, OK, Lord, I need to be reminded of who I am and who you made me to be. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a journey and may continue to be one. And that's another thing I'd like to say that's really important. That's OK. It's OK that we don't arrive where we want to be in terms of our self-care, self-development, all that kind of stuff, which I'm constantly working on. Um, And it's not shameful. That's just the way it is. That's growth, that's life. We are always changing. So I love it. I just heard Jenna Kutcher, K-U-T-C-H-E-R, I I think Kutcher, Kutcher, I'm not sure how to say her name, but she said, um, you know, sometimes we think change is, oh my gosh, I've changed my mind. So that's not a bad thing. We we grow, we change. It's okay to change your mind. So, you know, no shame there. Keep growing.
0: This was a great answer because it makes us all feel normal. It's good to hear from you. And you made a comment that you're listening to too many voices. I, I think that's a really interesting way to say what we all know you're saying is that At so many points in our life, no matter what we think we've learned or gotten under control with our habits or whatever, there are these outside voices that start telling us something new or whether willingly or on purpose or that, like you said, that we allow in, that we even invite in and it tells us something and we need to really listen. I like how you said that. Also... um, just this morning i was doing a reflection on hebrews chapter 12 and it says my child don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the lord god and it's talking about how this is going to continue throughout our whole life because he's refining us and it it goes on to say, don't get depressed when he has to correct you for the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. And so we're not going to become perfect at all these things we set out for, but it's, if we shift that view and see that, you know, looking at all the things, even if we've been working on our boundaries or working on saying no, Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: it's okay if we stumble again. It's just constant yeah. training, right?
1: Yes. Well, that's another one. It's, uh, it's not trying, it's training. So if we try, we're, we're striving, we're, we're, you know, tripping over ourselves. Oh, I'm trying so hard to do this, but training is okay. Think about running a race. We start out bit by bit. We, we make progress step-by-step in a race seconds by seconds or nanoseconds by nanoseconds it's it can be the same with life and it's okay i think again another thing that i've learned from a lot of uh my own journey is shaming and blaming and um I call it shooting all over ourselves. That's S-H-O-U-L-D-I-N-G. I've heard you say um, that
0: on your podcast. And I was yeah, like, what did she say? Because I, it was in fast. I had it sped up. I
1: know. And I love I love it because, you know, I'm a good, good Christian girl. And frankly, true confession, I have a bit of a potty mouth. But in this case, I am not using it. But it is a good expression. It's like we just heap this shame and this um you know regret on ourselves and i'm not somebody who says i've never had any regrets at all i have regrets but it's kind of like okay so what are we going to learn from them and how are we going to move forward you know it's don't let it i I, we can spend so much time and energy in that moment of shame and regret that we can't make progress we literally that's that gets us stuck so okay i'm i'm I, i wish i hadn't done it whatever you know for, ask, ask for forgiveness if I need forgiveness from humans, come to the Lord with my confession and wipe the slate clean as much as possible. Let's just move on. Again, work in progress here, but I, I do believe that's really important.
0: When I went back to edit this episode after we had recorded, I just realized how beautiful this episode was. Isn't it just filled with the greatest wisdom for us and encouragement to just keep going on the path that we know is best for our family and not feel the pressure to keep, keep, keep up, right? Whether it's the pressures from social media that we look at or from our children's friends and their families and how they're doing things and we feel like we have to do it a certain way. No, you don't. You can do what is best for your family. And we really should be doing what's best for our family. What can you do today to create more intentional moments that strengthen your family and your faith? I know it's not easy. I know that those pressures keep coming at you. No matter if I am the one who created the Together products and all these ways to connect. And if I live by this family connection framework, it is still hard. It is still a daily decision to keep doing what we know God desires for our family. And we are here to make it easier in any way we can for your family and any family that you know feels the same way. Visit familyconnectionframework.com to see how you can create strong communication and connection with your family in less than 30 minutes a day to hold your family tight. And to bring home tools for your family to create more words that matter, visit togethermoments.com and shop for products like Together for Family Dinner and Placemats to Gather Together for your next visit to a restaurant or to just use at your own kitchen table. This bonus question with Elise comes to us from Placemats to Gather Together. This, of course, would be as you would answer with your family at your table. What is one of your funniest memories in the car together?
1: Well, several years ago, I guess it's about uh, 11 years ago, we went on, I mean, I'm sorry, 21 years ago. (laughs) We went on a cross country trip with our three young children, uh, 13, 11, and seven. And we packed the car, we, we drove, no you know just no trailer just a car and it was 40 days and 40 nights and we packed things like these gigantic water containers gallons and gallons of water just in case something happened as we drove across the desert but what we found out as we drove across the desert like the mojave desert was there were gas stations every few miles so we were prepared for like breaking down in the wilderness and Nothing like that happened. In fact, we would just go to these gas stations, and they would have three hot dogs for a dollar. So we'd get our bargain meal of the day. And they even had like, uh, you know, slot machines. I mean, it was just it was just so different than what we imagined. So I, I think that's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> that is funny. So the desert was much more civilized than oh you thought it might be. I would have thought the same thing, actually. I've never been out there.
1: Well, and this was 21 years ago. So it was kind of the exact opposite of what we thought it would be. I mean, it was desert and there was, you know, you could see a rainstorm many miles away, that kind of cool stuff. And, and, you know, those tumbleweeds and all that kind of stuff. But then you'd come across a mega station, like rising out of the sand and and they had everything. It was just, Ah. we were so overprepared
0: what an incredible adventure you guys got to go on for 40 days 40 nights very cool yes it was amazing that's awesome Amazing, elise congratulations on your devotional you co-authored i love the title it is called unshakable peace in an unsteady world it's really a brilliant uh play on words there i love it and you actually co-authored with one of our guests Jess Carey from episode 28 on families that stick together. So that's super fun. What can you share with today's mom about staying grounded in the peace of Christ in herself and her family in a world that does indeed want to rock her and keep her from being unshakable?
1: Well, of course there's the big global issues that we're dealing with, which are so hard. Um, You know, the, the, global unrest, racial unrest, um, social media stuff. There's just so much in the big picture coming against us. And then there's the smaller within our own four walls that can rattle us. I mean, I certainly, I've grown children, but there's still stuff that I worry about. And what I find is there is no true anchor in the world. There just isn't. There is no solid foundation other than the Lord. In some ways, I wish I, I, I wish I could offer something different because if you don't believe that and experience that, you might think that sounds really fluffy, but it is not. The only rock on which we can stand, you know, as the song goes, the only rock on which we can stand is Jesus Christ. All other ground is sinking sand. And I have lived long enough to say that is the truth you want to hang on to something whether it be your 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 finances that's going to give you security your perfect children your ideal marriage your um perfect job well, whatever the case may be life is not perfect and there's so much to navigate as i say in the big picture in our very own homes um and yet we we look to those things to bring us happiness and fulfillment and they will bring some and there's some really great days and great seasons but ultimately every person and everything, material and every activity i hate to say it sounds so glum but they will disappoint they just will and so the the thing to hang on to is the Lord, the eternal. And when we do, I mean, that book was an expression of it's. It is an expression of what we've all experienced. You know, Jess Carey, Michelle Wilbur, and Jody Knessowitz. We we came together in a little mastermind, start talking about well, what does the world need now, and we're like peace because there's such a feeling of anxiety. I mean, anxiety numbers are through the roof right now for everybody, and especially moms interestingly so you know what do we do about that well there's lots of things and i abs- i'm a i'm a, a counselor devotee i've been in counseling for 30 years <laughs> and i have a counselor who really knows me well and relies on wise counsel from the lord as well but um but certainly doesn't tell me to pray about everything so i, I really need that help and ultimately again the only solid foundation is the lord so just recently, I had something that I was worrying about, and the worry was growing. I'm getting, you know, I'm feeding that worry with the things I'm thinking, and I just had to stop. And I literally read one of the stories that I wrote in that book because it was exactly what I had already experienced. It's like, oh, Elise, you need to remind yourself, what, what was your experience before, you know? Recall the good things he had done. And I, I had this experience where I was, um, again, upset, losing sleep over something. And I was driving. And I literally, I had, I had some time with the Lord. And I just said, Lord, I need a sign. I need to know you're here. And I saw the most brilliant sunrise I've ever seen in my life over New York City. I live near New York City on my way to an exercise class. And there was a stop sign. And it was like, okay, God, he, he was like, stop. And I, and I, even turned in a different direction, looked at the sunrise and just was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am reminded you are here. You are with me. You are my confidence. You are my strength. You are my Lord.
0: (laughs) And that is why you know that he is the true anchor. There's no other true anchor in this world because of moments like that, because you feel his presence so fully you feel that peace in that moment even if it's something that's seemingly small like a sunrise you know like that's his promise Absolutely. to you you feel it and i i think that's a cool um thing to remind us is to remind yourself where he's shown up in the past when he yes. has yes brought you the piece you need. So tell us what, what this devotional is like. Are they short? Like you read them in five minutes yeah, or less. Yeah. What are they?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, you can certainly do a, a quick read. There's a, there's an anchor scripture, speaking of anchors, there's a story. Um, then there's questions for reflection, a prayer at the end, and there's journal pages and coloring pages. And so you could certainly take, um, a half hour or so with that, if you decided I'm going to do the journaling, I'm going to respond to these questions. You could do it as a group study, you know, it's a great one for like, how have you experienced um, peace in, in a similar situation or has God ever shown up for you. Wonderful ways to recall, just as you said, where God has shown up. And, you know, I love the, the, what I do is I, I think, yeah, it's a sunrise and, the, and there's a lot of people that may be seeing it, but I'm taking it personally because I asked and I'm receiving it as a sign from God that I am here. So anyway, and, and that's really what the book is. It's 12 devotionals. Each of us wrote three. It really came out of, for all those aspiring writers out there, it came out of a conversation and we kind of went, okay, maybe we'll each write a story and we'll put them together and we'll do a freebie. And then we just, it kind of one thing led to the next and we were like, let's do a book. Let's publish a book. Okay. Let's publish a book. So we did. And again, I think every one of the stories, somebody said to me recently who read it, she's like, well, for one thing, I can really hear your voice, Elise. And she said, and I can real I just feel the same way with, even though I don't know the other writers because it's, it's not like a perfectly polished book. It's real life, real stories from real moms. For the most part, it, it's not entirely mom oriented, but it's certainly things that most moms slash women deal with. And um, oh, I know, even my my brother in law, who's obviously not a mom, he he was like the, from the first story, I, it totally resonated because. So I think they're very human, very relatable stories, and um, and they bring you know hope and peace when we're feeling troubled.
0: Well, I know you, and I know Jess, and I have to get this be- because of what you just said, that it's coming from a place of realness and not super polished. And you know, that can be a turnoff, quite honestly, when you hear people or read different things and you know, uh, I don't know, is this, are they just showing me all their their highlight moments, right? You you're taking in personal experiences, but How perfect is this? Too perfect? Whatever.
1: Well, they're they're not edited. They're not entirely edited stories. I'm an editor, and I did edit the book, but (laughs) they are real and honest stories taken from our lives. And I would say, you know, you said you know Jess. Jess is a very straight straight shooter. She's very honest. She talks about her anger in one of the stories, which I think that's mom anger is something that has not been discussed enough. Um, I, have, I, I have a talk called uh, Anger and Rage, A Mama's Dirty Little Secret, because I think, you know, we all have it, we all lose our patience, but there's so much shame in that. And so she kind of talks about she's she's she goes from ready to flip out to getting grounded. So there is a good end to the story. But um, but it's very real. It's like, you know, she walks into a, an overwhelming situation and she reacts like, oh, a human being. <laughs> so, um, and I think, the, as I say, the questions are good and there's a beautiful blessing at, at the end of each one a prayer. So,
0: of course, I love that you have the reflection questions and the journaling component, and that does set it up where you can grab a couple friends and do it with them. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. one friend in particular that I know would love this, and we might just have to do it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I highly um, recommend.
0: Awesome. Yes, I do too. Okay. From knowing you too and seeing what you've created. That's awesome. Elise, I feel like we could sit here because you have, we could sit here forever. You have so many experiences in your life, so much wisdom to offer moms and which obviously sets you up to be a wonderful life coach. Uh, a Podcast host of Mom Vision and actually give moms a vision for what they want in their life, what they're dreaming of, just refine it a little more. But one of your episodes stuck out to me. It was episode 25 on Mom Vision podcast. It was about mom guilt. You Mm -hmm. talked about five ways to get rid of it. And like you say, we are not meant to navigate this mom life alone. Why is something like mom guilt, which everybody says and kind of throws out there without thinking about or finding peace. Why are these something we should reach out to other moms and ask Mm. for advice? What has been your experience in motherhood as to why this is so crucial?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of things. Um, First of all, I think mom guilt is pervasive. Almost every mother experiences it. Again, we are human and we are limited and we're always going to bring our faults to the table. It's just it's just what it is. And, and kids bring them out just like marriages do. They bring them out of us. We may not know, you know, we, we got to look in that mirror and go, oh, my gosh, this is not something I knew I struggled with. For example, I'll use patience. Before I had children, I didn't know that I had difficulty with patients. My patients had not been tested. So, you know, once I had to deal with that, I had mom guilt. I felt terrible with my, the anger that I would respond with sometimes. And so I I do feel high ownership is really important. What am I, you know, and what is most important in that mom guilt? And what is true? I'm, I'm very much about, Uh, mindset. So the first thing I would say when you're dealing with things like mom guilt or the topic of mom guilt is number one, pay attention to what you are saying to yourself. What are you thinking? I think a lot of times we feel like we're victims of our feelings. It feels that way, like our feelings overcome us. But what happens before we have the feeling is a thought. What am I saying to myself? You know, probably a lot of awful things when we're in the midst of saying of doing the wrong thing with our kids or getting into a pattern where we feel like we're constantly angry or we're criticizing our kids when what we really want to do is love them and so we have to pay attention what am i saying am i saying something about them in my head like oh my gosh i can't believe i have to deal with this again amping up my own anger or am i saying something about myself shaming and blaming and you know all the shooting again Am I saying, you know, I can't believe you're doing this again. You're a horrible mother. How could you, you know, whatever it is, watch what you are saying. Pay attention. I tell my coaching clients, get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle on the left hand side, write down those lies, and on the right hand side, write about the truth. What is true about what you're saying? And that'll lower the emotional state when we become aware of the terrible trash talking we're doing in our minds. The second thing I would say is priorities. And I mentioned this earlier to you, Jennifer, you know, we cannot do it all. Some of us are actually really good at multitasking. Some of us absolutely are not. You do you, you be you. You got to know that about yourself. And also many people would say multitasking is actually a myth. So what are the priorities in this season of your life? Nothing lasts forever. In fact, when you go through a baby stage, you know that baby changes (laughs) practically day to day. I mean, I think about an infant versus a five-month-old. A five-month-old sort of wakes up and goes, hey, I'm here. I'm no longer going to be satisfied with just nursing and cooing. They, they just, And then those seasons just continue. So what is the priority in this season for you, for your marriage, for your children? Um, number three is trust yourself. As, as another thing that I'm revisiting, so often we look outside of ourselves to see who's doing what. And social media is just ramping this thing up wildly when it comes to comparison. How come she can do that? How come he can do that? Why does their family look like that? I want my family to look like that. Know yourself and trust yourself. What is right for you in this season? Good for that other mom who's volunteering for everything and good for her. She looks happy. That would make me miserable. I'm not going to do it. Be you. Like, Stop looking up, you know, obviously I'm talking passionately because I've done every single one of these things and I've done it to the nth degree. (laughs) Boundaries mentioned that earlier today. You know, my daughter said something to me that was so interesting. We feel guilty about boundaries, but boundaries are not necessarily meant to keep people out. They're meant to keep you safe within a space, you know, in the in the word it says, that your boundaries would fall in pleasant places. What are your boundaries that fall in pleasant p- places for you? There is only one you, another line I love, and that's your superpower. You've really got to figure out what works for you. Do the things that energize you and not the things that drain you. I, I, I definitely said yes to things that I was not good at. Why? because I thought I should be good at it. No, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Work in your weaknesses, use your boundaries. Say, before you say yes, say, give me, I'm gonna get back to you tomorrow. Just a little time to think it through instead of that knee jerk. Okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, and then the final one is have mom friends. I am a person who cannot live without community. Um, and you know, again, COVID has done a job on, a lot of us especially depending on where you live in the country here in the northeast we've definitely lived hunkered down and isolated being isolated means we end up up in our heads and start thinking things that are not true again more of that mindset stuff um you know a phone call that goes unanswered etc starts to become about us when in fact it may very much be about that other person who is telling you not about you but about them and their limitations um, but again, having friends changes your life. Um, at least one, if not more, community gives us truth and light. Um, you know, if you have struggles finding friends, I say, find a group that's already exists. Join that group and just look for that one person who Hey, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's connect. Have groups with other moms. I did Moms in Prayer for, are you, are you familiar with that, Jennifer, Moms in Prayer? It's an amazing international-
0: I am not. I know. Okay. Is it local? It, like, is it, I mean, is it so set up around the country in different yes, regions or it's whatever? It's global,
1: but it's run, usually there's a state coordinator and then you do your group within your own home or church, depending on, and you meet once a week- to pray for your children in schools for an hour. And it is that for me, I was a state coordinator for New Jersey for years. That was so life changing because I have raised my children. These are not necessarily my best friends. Some of them are, but some of them aren't. But I have raised my children within a community of other praying moms. It's like the most impactful, important thing that I did for me and my kids. And I also had the bonus of really learning a lot about who God was and how he shows up and all that. It's very, it's an hour, it's, it's, you know, um, praise, confession, thanksgiving and intercession using scripture, very simple, very wonderful. Anyway, that, MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, find your people, they are there. Everybody's looking for friends. You are not alone. Don't isolate yourself, especially if you're having a hard time. Sometimes we tend to go inward. No, no, get out there and meet other moms and learn from other moms. Again, I'm a mentor mom through MOPS. So that means I'm an older mom. I'm available to talk to the moms who are coming after me. Um, you know, maybe five minutes, maybe 50 years. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think community is absolutely critical on 52 different levels.
0: Oh, gosh, absolutely. This was such, such an incredible interview. I love that we ended on the mom community because, you know, even though I'm the person I'm talking to right now, you out there who is listening to this, I don't know what you're doing, but I sit here because I want to be in community with you. I know you get to hear all from me and I can certainly hear from you if you go join our Facebook community, Strong and Faith-Filled Families for Today's Mom over mm. in our private community. But Beautiful. it's it's a place where I can sit here. And I know, Elise, you do that on your podcast as well. And showing up in your book is find those people, at least if you don't have them in person yet, be led by people who share yeah. share your values for how you want to raise your family, and then that will keep building you and leading you to where you want to be and uh, and it 'll really naturally be you 'll be putting up those boundaries anyway because you 'll be being fed what you want, watching those mm-hmm. fruits grow in the way you want to and Everything that you talked about will just fall into place. It's not easy by any means. It takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication and
1: yeah. intention.
0: Intention and some life coaching. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I you're just you're doing such wonderful things for keeping families strong. And that's why I wanted to have you on here today. Thank you for being here. The last thing before we wrap up is the question I ask every guest: What's one thing helping your family stick together right now?
1: So we um, just on Father's Day, my older, my firstborn, um, Farrell, put together a little trip for us to go out to Coney Island, which is this at the end of New York, you know Manhattan, and it's um, it's a an amusement park. Our family loves amusement parks. I'm not a, a ride. Person, but we Hershey Park and Disney and you know, really beautiful parks with lots of flowers and calm ones, not not the, the crazy ones. Coney Island's pretty crazy though. So we have a sense of adventure and discovery and fun that really binds us together. So we took, we drove into Brooklyn, which is you know, about an hour from us. We took a really long subway, which turns into the elevated that's above the above ground ride out to Coney Island. We tried Nathan's, which is a hundred year old hot dog stand. Um, we went on a couple of rides. I did the Ferris wheel. Um, you know, just we enjoy one another. I do think that started with being connected as we grew together, traveling a lot together um, having shared experiences. And so now with my adult children, whenever I can do that, that is my greatest joy. And again, my husband, two of my children out of four, not too bad. Um, and we just have a shared experience where we laugh, we talk, we eat, we have a blast. And we ended it with a beautiful dinner back in Brooklyn near my daughter's house. And it just was, it was awesome. It was, it was perfect.
0: Uh, It does sound perfect. What a great Father's Day. And I know something that we didn't even talk about on here that has built your family the way you are to have these moments is family dinner was very important to you guys as you were raising your family. And so we'll have to get you back on to talk about that. And it's just proof as to, you know, everything I talk about on here and our guests do and what the Together for Family Dinner does and the family connection framework and it all is meant to give you those moments so you can create them in the small moments you already have. So that when your kids are older, like you, you share these father's days day experiences because everyone wants to be there. And it's just the way you created your family. It's just what's expected and, and what everyone desires for each other.
1: Yeah.
0: At least yeah. we, we all know you're on mom vision podcast and that yeah. is a great place for everyone to find you. Tell our listeners where, where else they can connect with you and get a free consultation for coaching mm-hmm. and any other offers that you have going on right now.
1: So you can always find me at elisedailyparker.com. That's where everything is, including the Mom Vision podcast, if you need to go there to get it. And also my coaching packages are there, as well as I have a couple of uh, downloads right now. One of them is 12, the 12 scriptures that we used in the book. Um, for peace and we did a nice printable for that. But Elise, Stanley Parker, pretty much everywhere, whether it's my website, Instagram, I do a lot on Instagram and then also on Facebook as well. So it's the best
0: place. And everyone will love that free printable and it'll give you immediate peace and just goodness from this episode. It'll just be right there on the piece of paper for you to do at home. right now. It's a pretty printout. (laughs) Yes. It's good for them to just take action right away after this episode. Elise, Mm -hmm. thanks so much for making so much time to be with us today. I'm so, so honored to have you. And thanks for sharing with our audience. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was amazing.